0: The following podcast discusses subject matter not appropriate for children. Please use discretion when listening. This podcast and all linked or referred to materials should not be construed as medical or psychological advice, nor are our opinions a substitute for professional medical or psychological expertise or treatment. Listening and or responding to this podcast does not indicate that a professional or therapeutic relationship has been established.
1: Welcome back to Vanilla with a side of Kink. Why
0: are you heavy sighing?
1: Why am I heavy sighing? Because you're laughing at our dog. Because
0: the dog is heavy sighing.
1: The dog is heavy sighing.
0: And Because you, you made him go lay down and he goes...
1: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, if he walks around, he makes all the clip He does the nails down. on yeah. the floor. You guys have no idea how many times we have to edit and fix the podcast because of our wonderful dog, who we are very... Very glad to have and love having in our life, except when we're doing podcasting (laughs) recording. So very true. Yes, so I'm here with my wife Renee. Hi, Renee. Can you say hi?
0: Hi.
1: Here we go. See, she's there.
0: I can say lots of words. You
1: can say lots of words. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, folks, that was an edit. We decided to leave the dog barking in there so you would believe that we have this dog who just continually interrupts us trying to get this podcast recorded.
0: I hope it didn't scare any of y'all. It's pretty loud when it comes out of left field. I think it was a lot louder
1: for us Mm because he's, you know, comes charging. He's right behind you. Yeah. Yes. So nonetheless, we are glad to have you here with us today. And as we promised last episode, we're going to start out with one thing, a final event that happened in October of 2015. And then we're going to talk about the big thing that we have been teasing for two episodes. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Not intentionally.
1: Not intentionally. Sorry about that. Just kind (laughs) of happened the way it was. All right. So. Um, on October 31st, yes, Halloween,
0: 2015,
1: um, there Just were actually two reminder. things that happened on that day, three things that happened on that day. Um, because, um, we, we went up to LA early and visited our friends, uh, at, um, their business.
0: Uh, oh, right the we did. Out, yeah. Yeah. And
1: we had a lovely time seeing them.
0: Our friends being Polly Rigger yes, and his partner. And his
1: partner. Um, and had a, had a nice time seeing what they had created. And then we went and checked into our hotel and then went to a class up in LA, uh, that was being presented by a guy named Jay Wiseman. And Jay Wiseman was doing a presentation on rope bondage. You can actually use that was the description of his course.
0: Well, that was the title of the course. Sure. The description, we actually have the original description from way back when. I'm not going to read it to you, but just a couple lines just to describe what it was. Uh, so he starts with, do you want to tie up your lover, but aren't sure how to go about it? Have you ever attended a bondage demonstration of spectacular techniques, but returned home with no idea of how to tie them yourself? So he was kind of trying to teach a very basic, um, easy to learn class so people could actually start using rope bondage. Um. So Jay Wiseman is kind of a well-known. I don't know. Is he still well-known or was he just well-known in the Jay past?
1: Wiseman, Jay Wiseman wrote the book SM 101, which was kind of like a handbook for sadomasochism back in early days of kink, earlier days of kink, and, and when it had become more, more of a public thing.
0: Because when we saw him, he was already probably, what, in his 60s, 50s? He was, he was pretty... Sorry, Jay, if you're there. younger than that. <laughs> Um, the way he described himself in, the, in his bio he said Jay travels throughout the country Teaching bondage techniques Ranging from the very basic To the very advanced um, And in this session He will present You know a more, more simple version So that's how he described himself
1: That's how he described himself And The techniques that he showed Were much Were a A style of bondage Which I would call western bondage Not the, Not um, Not a shabari style uh, which is, for in my the way I describe that is more of a tie you up to do something to you rope rather than tie you up to do something with you rope.
0: That's wait, which one is which? Western Bondages? Western
1: Bondages tie you up so I can do something to you. To you. So I'm going to tie you to a post so that I can flog you. Yep. Versus shibari, I'm going to do something with you. We are together, all that stuff. And you know, his class was was covered the basics and gave gave things for people to use. That was, but that was. I mean, I was very curious to just go hear him because mm-hmm. you know he he was he was kind of like this person that was out there.
0: Well, in a very well known dungeon in L.A. was the one that was hosting, right,
1: him. right. But the bigger thing was when we were there, he actually shared some of his his other stories, some of the other things
0: some about, of his wisdom
1: about how he was an expert witness in court cases where BDSM was involved. So it was rather interesting to hear him say um in nearly every instance where he was he had been in a court case the the two things that were consistent over and over again
0: mm-hmm.
1: was that rope was used and that they left the person alone mm-hmm. and You know so this is you know that obviously has influenced how we teach Mm -hmm. very very strongly because you know he's an expert witness in court cases these are legal cases where someone has been hurt or died Mm -hmm. um, which can happen because someone was negligent or possibly negligent and so it was very interesting to hear him talk about that as being the, the the key contributing factor so here we are teaching something uh And it's something that we learned that is like, if there's going to be a legal proceeding, guess what? It usually doesn't involve a flogger. (laughs) Right. Exactly.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Well, and I remember when we, some of the classes that we would take back in that time frame, I remember one class where um, the instructors were like making a joke, like, oh, Top, when you're done tying up your bottom, you know, just leave them in the living room and go to to Mm -hmm. the, the bar down the street and grab yourself a drink. And we were like incensed. We're like, that is, first of all, that's not funny. Second of all, people aren't going to know you're trying to make a joke. They're going to think you actually can do that. And, and part of that, the, the, um, strength of that philosophy was what Jay Wiseman had taught us. Like, you right. don't, it's the same, like, you don't leave. You know, a, a, an infant in the car alone. Right. Even if you're just running into the post office for 30 seconds, you don't do it. <laughs> it's the same thing. You don't leave a tied up person alone, not even for 30 seconds. Right.
1: So, and and it has it's something we teach in every one of our classes, especially to the newer folks, because you know people think, hey, I'm going to tie my partner up to the bed, and I'm just going to go, you know. That's not how this works. I'm gonna tie him in the closet. I'm gonna leave him in the closet. That is a bad idea, folks.
0: Well, and it's kinda like, you know, like like the the toddler in the in the car is a good analogy because like we just don't do that. Like it's not about is it rational? It's not about, you know, are they really in danger? You know, it's it's like I'm I mean, of course, if there's like an infant in a car seat and you're walking into the post office to drop a letter in the slot. Yeah, the infant is going to be safe, most likely, but that's not the point. The point is you just don't do it. And that's what we have to teach our 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 students is, yeah, your bottom is sitting there on the floor, not blindfolded, just have one piece of rope around their ankle, which they could easily take off themselves. That doesn't matter. <laughs> the culture is you do not leave them alone because you never know. What, you know, what could happen? You never, the same reason you don't leave an infant in the car. You just don't know. So.
1: And I know there'll be plenty of people out there who argue with that. Who are like, wow. And like, look.
0: But I, no one argues with the infant thing, you know? No, Right. You're, the, you're like the monster if you, if you admit to having left your child in the car seat for 30 and seconds. Very much so, Or your pet. <laughs> or your pet. Well, yeah. people leave their pets and they don't think. But they should. They don't. Yeah. They so, don't but the thing is, monsters. With, with,
1: you know, but there are people that would argue, well, rope around the ankle. I said, yes, that's absolutely true. But it's a we culture have to think about what is going on and what is happening. And the, the mental and emotional aspects of what we do is super, super important. It's not just physical. Physical's a third of the picture. Yeah. You know, so. So that was it was a very interesting class. It was a very interesting class. I You know, we came away with lots of little things that added to our toolbox of, of things that we, we talk about and one of the things that uh, one of the one of the things we learned and whether we learned this from Jay or not I can't remember but
0: and it's an infamous story uh, though in our world
1: yeah there was a, uh, a a guy from Italy who had his girlfriend and they went out to a parking garage and one of the girlfriends friends went with them and they thought they would mess around and this guy was considered an expert in the field yeah,
0: of, uh, of, rope, of specifically. Rope, rope specifically of
1: rope specifically of shibari And they went into the uh, parking garage and he decided to string the two women up with their consent um, to do some, you know, some some counterbalance play around with rope around the neck. Well, (laughs) everything was fine until the less experienced person fainted. (laughs) And now her force of her sudden weight lifted his real life partner into the air and by her neck, by her neck. And um, it says that, that the, the the rigger tried to get her down, but by but she died of asphyxiation. So wherever his cutter was. His safety cutter. His safety cutter, his his scissors or his knife, whatever they wherever they were, they weren't close enough well, to what, make a difference.
0: What he's quoted as saying is by the time I found them, it was right. too late. Yeah. So we don't know exactly what that means. But this is an infamous story that, that you hear in the rope community,
1: right? Because people get all this excitement, all this. I want to go do these things. I want to, and they don't realize rope around the neck is just a bad idea. Yeah, um, you might and
0: being, doing rope with someone inexperienced, like the God. the bottom who passed out. That's why you don't do that to yeah. people. You bottom at bottoms need education too.
1: So it's it's super important to understand the. It, it's not enough to say that he got consent. Because he did not get consent.
0: You didn't get informed consent. Informed consent
1: consent for what was going to be done.
0: Yeah, because she didn't know what she
1: was agreeing
0: to. Anyway, so we don't know if Jay told us that story. But he told us other similar stories, if not that one.
1: And he talked about different different cases that he'd worked on. So it was very interesting to sit in the class with him Mm -hmm. about that. Got done with the class. Said hi to him. Yeah, I haven't really heard anything from him since.
0: Yeah, I don't. Uh, I wonder what he's doing now. I don't know.
1: But then that night we had a we were at the play party. Yeah. So the dungeon
0: hosted him in the afternoon, and then had a play party that evening. Yep. And that was where um, Polyregor Sadist and his primary partner and his secondary partner were all at the play party, Mm -hmm. and so he and I had a scene that night. That was super fun.
1: Um. So, yeah, I mean, that's 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 how October ended, Halloween night.
0: And I think that was the last time I saw him just because of geography. And, like, we were never oh. able to see each other as much as we might have wanted because we were, you know, far away. He lives in L.A. and I lived here. So I think that was the last time. Was that the party we dressed up as angels?
1: Ah, mm-hmm. uh, yes, the angels picture. Mm-hmm. We should post that on Instagram. We should
0: post that on Instagram. That's a great idea. It's a
1: great idea. So, uh, if you're not familiar, we are, we are on Instagram as Vanilla with a side of kinks. So, you can join us there. Yeah. Um. But uh, so there was, but now to the other event, the event we've been teasing about.
0: So we told y'all that in July, Dan walked into my house and said he was not leaving. And two days later, I was like, are you going home? And he's like, no, I, I, live, I live here now. And I said, well, you don't live here. And he said, "Wow, well, why is that? How is that if I if I sleep here and I, I'm in here and I shower here and I get dressed here? I said, because you have no say. So you you are a guest in my home, but it's my home and you have no say. And so that was July, right? So in October, I think, I think honestly, y'all, I think he just wore me down. <laughs> I think I was just so tired of even having the, th- the thought process of, is this guy ever leaving my house?
1: No, the truth is she recognized that she could not live without me So and not wanted true. to make sure that she never lost me.
0: So not true. <laughs> so as I had said previously, we both were head jobs. We worked from home. And so he was working at the kitchen table. I'm sorry. He's working at my kitchen table. <laughs> Um, which was a oh my God, this man is so messy, holy, good Lord Jesus in heaven. So anyway, he's working at the kitchen table and I decide that I'm going to invite him to formally formally invite him to live with me because that hadn't happened. Mm-hmm. And so I cleaned out the hall closet in the downstairs hallway, which is like the size of a coat closet. Um, I cleaned it out. I don't know what I did with all the stuff that was in it. (laughs) I cleaned it out. And I came and got him at the kitchen table. And I said, will you come with me, please? I want to show you something. And I walked him over to the hallway closet and I opened the door and I said, I think this is a good spot where you can move your stuff in. And I think you started crying. You probably started crying. i cries a, very emotional a lot. I, I do. <laughs> he cries a lot.
1: I cry a lot. <laughs> I, I have no, no problem sharing my emotions.
0: So I said, you are now officially invited to live with me. And that's what happened in October. So we yes. teased that for two episodes. And really, it was, that was the whole story. Was that,
1: that, that, that was the climactic thing that, that was the climactic wow, thing, really? yeah. so But
0: like, now you officially had say. We were officially. No, in, in all seriousness, it was it was me, me acknowledging that I was okay with our relationship continuing to move forward. Because, you know, despite his certainty in July, I we used to joke that I would try to repel him.
1: Well, there was no joking about it. You did try to repel <laughs>
0: I him. I would try to repel him at all times. And nothing I did work. Even taking him to meet my parents didn't work. He still stuck around. So um, I think by then, I think by October, and that had been two years since we met, no, or a year, year? a year? Oh, Lord have mercy.
1: You were so easy.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's me. That's how people describe me. That's right. You were easy. <laughs> Super easy to get along with. Um, part of the other reason that I was hesitant to kind of make the move in official was because I'm not sure if we covered this in my origin story or not, but my um, my first husband was um, unemployed for the last four years of our relationship. I think we did talk about this. I think I talked about how he did not take care of the the yard like he was supposed to. Um, and so I had supported him. I was the breadwinner for four years and he was bringing in nothing but his unemployment checks. Um, and so part of my thing after that marriage um, ended was I will never again support a guy. And prior to Dan living with me, he was living with his parents because he moved out of his the house. He shared with his wife. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he was an entrepreneur that owned several companies. And, and as as those of you who are entrepreneurs know, that usually means your money is tied up in your businesses. And so he was certainly able to support himself, but he was not necessarily able to contribute 100% equally to the household. And so I was kind of stalling on inviting him to move in because I did not want to put myself in a position of having to support another man. I wanted to try to hold on to some of my personal integrity. And so part of him being able to move in was actually connected to us starting All Tied Up because All Tied Up was another source of money coming in, um, which is not to say we were (laughs) making a profit. I mean, on a good month, we could have like 60 bucks left over to go out to dinner on. Um, But but even that was 60 bucks. Like, and I was able to tell myself <laughs> that that was okay.
1: Remember when I said she was easy? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so that was part of my other hesitation, was um just trying to stick by my my own boundaries that I put on myself. So in addition to that, like, I think that we had the deal that you bought all of our meals out and mm-hmm. I bought all the groceries. So there was certainly, he was certainly contributing. Um, so that's what else was the reason why it took until October. Because by then, All Tied Up, it was clear All Tied Up was going to stick around,
1: you know. Right. And I, and I was doing the trash and other things. and taking Right. We a talked
0: lot of about that in July. The how dogs. And... I didn't want him to do all those things. Yeah.
1: The big thing was the cats, though. Because the cats were just a nightmare. I don't like talking about the cats. It makes me sad. Yeah, the three cats and the mess they would create and all that and literally. Well, I like talking about the cats. So all right, we won't talk about the cats anymore.
0: So um so just to kinda just to kind of spoiler alert, jump ahead a whole year for a second. What? Um so my house had Um, I had an I have an office in my house and the my ex-husband's office had become a storage room by that point. And so by by we're still in 2015, by October 2015, it was a storage storage room. Um, And then the cats had a room. And so Dan working from home from my home, our home at this point. No, still my home. um, (laughs) He was working at the kitchen table. And and I have told you guys he's very messy, very 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 messy. And I'm also very loud and very loud. and it was making me crazy. Like he had like he's he's his desk is the desk where there's papers everywhere, not organized, like haphazardly placed.
1: Yes, yes, but you know what Einstein says about that, right? No yeah the person who has a messy desk is probably brilliant
0: that that might be the case but the messy desk was making your girlfriend crazy
1: Mm, because it was was also
0: my kitchen table
1: yeah you know a few crumbs on stuff you know
0: so that was (laughs) that was i i i like i was proud of myself for lasting as long as i did which was about a year and a half Mm. so after a year we um Dan's divorce proceedings hadn't started and he had to sell the houses that he owned with his now ex-wife. And so that meant we had to relocate his parents. And, um, so after a year we relocated his parents and then to a, like a independent care facility, half independent care, half dementia care. So mom could be under dementia care and dad could be under independent care. And then, um, that was okay for a few months, and then it was clear that mom needed a dementia care specialization facility, specialized facility. And so November or December of 2016, so it had have been a year and a half since Dan had moved himself into my house, December – of 2016 I was like I've got to get this man out of my house I've got to get this man out of my house and we you guys have been looking for office space
1: something something
0: I don't even remember but I remember like there were no options like whatever Dan was looking for for his dad it wasn't happening and then I had the brilliant idea of hey why don't we see if we can rent a house because because Dan's dad also was working from home all like his whole career why don't we see if we can rent a house and dad can live in the house and you can have your office in the house and you can go there every day to work and be able to check on dad every day. Thank God that's what happened. So yep. my Christmas present, December of 2016, <laughs> was getting my kitchen table back and being able to work from home alone the way I had done for 20 years prior.
1: Yep. So. Yep all the things all the things so that's
0: of- the that's the spoiler alert for 2016 yeah we'll get
1: there there's there's a lot of story in between there that we
0: but the, the that was what I I mean I remember thinking like okay like I remember telling myself frequently I need to be patient he has he he this is where he needs to work um I also remember writing something on fet life before anywhere close to you moving in, I wrote in something like, like I love living alone. I love my house and I love living alone. And once you moved in, one of our friends messaged me and said, so how's that going for you now that you have a new roommate? I was like, yeah. So I was very proud that I lasted a year and a half, but it was, but at that point it was starting to affect our relationship because it was just, it had just been too much for too long.
1: And I was busy and I was traveling and, the things.
0: Yeah, that, that was great out. when you would travel. Like then I had. But then I I mean I would he would have to clean off the kitchen table every time cuz I needed the kitchen table. My house is it's both a good size and both it too small. It was
1: not conducive for what we needed to do. And I'm loud when I'm on the phone with clients or or doing presentations. It was loud. It doesn't really helpful. Uh, yeah. So, Yep. That was October
0: 2015. Yeah, October
1: 2015. And so we can jump into November next episode because there's some, some interesting things that happen in November and December.
0: Are we almost out of time?
1: 2015. We are at 24 minutes right now. Hmm. Provided we don't have any significant edits. <laughs> <laughs> like Stanley coming back and barking somebody. But you know, we've, you know, here we are. We are October. So we we've, we've been dating a year. Oh, that's true. Keep that in mind. October uh, seventeenth so was our one year. year anniversary, and um, that's definitely did something. The, did we go back to the? Hay that's maze?
0: definitely something big that happened in October, and I can't believe we both just now remembered. That. I definitely involved. Yeah. Yes, we went back to the hay maze, which was our first date the year prior on October seventeenth, and we we I walked the I I. Got myself through the hay maze yes. with the same enthusiasm I had the previous year, which was high, high enthusiasm. And, and then we went back to the Mexican restaurant that we went to mm-hmm. and had the same booth. Sat yeah, in the, so same the same booth, booth yeah. even. Um and that was our anniversary. I'm pretty sure we did that on the actual day.
1: Like the no, it was like the next day because we, it was like a weekend thing.
0: Saturday the seventeenth. Yeah. So, no, that was the day. Was October day. 17th yeah. was a Saturday.
1: And so we've reached the year part, year mark of our official relationship where we actually had started dating. And, you know, we're what, 29, 30 episodes in? Well, these people are going to listen to us until we're, till we're in our 60s, 70s. You know, it's going to be a long time. We're
0: not that ride. far from 60. Shh. <laughs> you know, I guess.
1: Yes, sure. So. Hey, we are the overweight middle-aged couple who teaches <laughs> Shibari Roof Bondage. You know, hey, go for, go figure. But we have a great time doing it. And, you know, we're having a great time doing this podcast. And we're glad that you're here with us all through this. So, Yes, indeedy. Yeah. All right. So next month, we jump in. We don't know what we're talking about next month. Next month. Well, I mean next episode, because it's really. Next like, episode. Next episode will be about next month.
0: I think we had – I don't know.
1: We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out, and she'll hopefully have a script because you know what happens when I don't have a script. Chaos. It's, it's like chaos ensues. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. We appreciate you listening. Uh, we hope that you are having a great time. And if you are, please tell your friends. If you are on a site that can leave a review, please leave a review. Leave a rating. Five-star rating is great. We love that. Um, <laughs> if you have questions, you, 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 are, you, know, you have things that you want to ask us, Certainly, visit our website at vanillawithasideofkink.com, and you can post something on there. And somehow she'll respond in her in her you know leisure time, uh, and we will probably probably yeah, and we will get back to you uh, as we continue to tell you our story, a vanilla couple entering the world of kink. <laughs> Have a good night.
0: Good night. Take good care.